re 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 ready check monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though i said monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. Yes, I'm back. So good to be back. It is the boy Armand, the John Cena of journalism, the Paul Heyman of podcasting, the Roman Reigns of rhetoric, and the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting. I had a week off. Um, I'm not going to front to y'all. I was away because I was at Lil Uzi Vert's pink prom. I did not expect myself to be going to another prom 10 years <laughs> after my senior prom. It was a good time though. A lot of drinks, some uh, strawberry milkshake, milkshake pop tarts, which they are bringing back. If you're a fan of the strawberry milkshake pop tart, they are bringing that back. Thanks to Lil Uzi, so you could thank him and you could thank me for being in their presence, talking to pop tart execs. But um, it's good to be back. I'm not going front. Felt a little FOMO. My guys recording without me. That was my that was my first episode that I missed. Channing has only missed one. CC has only missed one. I missed one, so I was like, okay, cool. Like we all finally missed one, but it was just like, damn, like you know, as a as a committed podcast nigga, I don't miss episodes. So having to miss an episode really hurt me. But the guys held it down. I'm very thankful for them. Normally, you would hear CC introduce himself. However, we got back to back missing members of the pod. But if CC was here, he would say. Uh, what's good, Josh? The best rap producer in the whole wide world. God body because he consumes healthy products and does towel curls. Benevolent service to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase that he says is a gem like amethyst. You can look to the left, in front of you, to the right, behind you, above you, beneath you. Dope ass woman going to be like, who's man's is this he might talk a lot but he only has one thing to say love yourself keep going give all you can take care of your body your people and your land and then he will pass it to the man grandpa chan uh, i know this isn't a visual medium but just imagine big e's face when kevin always did the oh like how <laughs> stunned he was he's like wow you really really paid attention to that whole thing that's yeah. how i feel right now that was impressive. I did not expect you to do that whole rap. That was, that was I crazy. mean, I've, I've done it before. I did it like what it was like. I think we like 2021 when CC missed an episode. I, so I did yeah, it. Yeah, you've definitely done it before because as soon as you start doing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you do know. I remember that. Like, oh, yeah, you do know the whole thing. I've heard you say it before. But it just it, it gets me every time. It's like a good return. It's like that's why it's a good entrance. It surprises you every time. Um, I did not attend any pink parties. Um, but I was reporting live from the mid-carb. You know, welcome back from the mid-carb mafia. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, discourse on... on. It's interesting because I, as a, um, as a, as a, as a millennial, I'm, I'm quick to new things. So I'm on Threads. So I, mm-hmm. like, but Threads does not have the level of discourse yet. Like, they have, like, rest, some wrestling accounts, but it's not, like, when yeah. I say, like, the discourse, I'm not really talking about Threads, but, like, it is funny how you like you just start to see things bubbling up. It's like, oh, this is gonna make the jump, but this isn't. 
But like you started to see a lot of like, is Drew McIntyre too big for the IC title? Mm. And it's just so funny how like fickle people are. It's like <laughs> all 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 years, but Gunther's just amazing. He's yeah. he's brought the mid card back. He's he's he got to drop the belt and face Roman. Yeah, Drew McIntyre comes back for like two weeks. <laughs> all of a sudden, I don't know. Is the IC belt big enough for Drew McIntyre? What? <laughs> I mean, like people were like Walter should have <laughs> won the Royal Rumble, and now he's not big enough to face Drew McIntyre. Mm. Like let's just it's let's just like pump the brakes, people. Like yeah. I get it, you we're getting we've had the same champions for a long time, and you just want to see stuff switch. I get it, yeah, definitely understand the feeling, but let's not like all of a sudden just forget what we've been doing here with Gunther and the IC title belt. You know, let's just put some respect back on my guy's name. You know, absolutely. That's all I ask. You've you, you guys have had you guys have had two consistent champions over the last what theory won the title back what uh Survivor oh. Series he's had the title since Survivor Series yeah I want to say we're over triple digit days yeah of, like of both it, I think theory had like a hundred or something because the, there was definitely a tweet that he's like the longest reigning U.S. champion since Dean Ambrose yeah and Gunther is obviously on his honky tonk man run. yeah. So plus. Like the mid card has had consistent mid card champions. I'm I'm gonna talk to you about theory later because I would love your your perspective on him. But mm-hmm. um, it's good to be with you. Happy belated birthday, by the way. This this is the big thirty for you, right? The, the the big thirty. Yes, it was. Yes, it was big raw thirty. You know, that was me. Let's jump into the rewrite. I'm gonna start first. This is something that I've needed to get off my chest for a little bit of time, and I wasn't here to do it last week. And some time has passed, and some things have happened. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my boy Chris Novak, my boy uh, J5, for understanding the vision here. Um, we're going to be talking about Rhea Ripley and her reign as SmackDown Women's Champion, which is now converted into Women's World Champion. So there's been a lot of critique about Rhea Ripley's reign. Some people have called it stinky. Some people have said she hasn't been around enough, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I punched in the numbers the other day. Since Rhea Ripley won the title mm-hmm. on the first weekend of April, she has had six matches. Four of the matches have been title matches. She had Zelina Vega, Dana Brooke, and two title matches with Natalia. And then she's done multiple mixed tag matches as well. Obviously, she's won everything, and she's given us some good matches with Zelina. A really good match with Natalia, the last one. Squash Dana and, and her first match with Natalia. But there's a lot of complaints about, oh, she's not present enough in the women's division. She's not doing enough, blah, blah, blah. My issue with wrestling fans has always been they give you something different and y'all complain first rather than embrace it. You know, she has, Rhea has worked herself into being an attraction, whether she's interacting with men or she's showing up and fucking with the women. And I think we just need to be patient. Like, she's still working with women. Four out of her six matches have been singles matches with women. Or it's been mixed tag magic shows. So she's still mixed up with the women. A lot of women have aspirations to get to her. That's what the money in the bank is about. We've seen little, you know, little brush-ins with Becky Lynch, all that. I think we need to take our time. They have the opportunity to build a woman's version of Roman Reigns. Except she's a woman in an all-men's faction. So the man can't get involved. So she could be on the shows, cut promos, fuck with people not wrestle and she's still important she's still interesting every time she's on tv the ratings go up and i think we really need to allow that i think i've said everything i need to say about rhea ripley's reign but i think 
this is what we wanted. We wanted to see her pushed to a certain level. You know, she was hot in NXT. She came up. They kind of shoehorned her into beating Asuka at WrestleMania 37. She got the title. Shit was awkward. She was awkward. Her matches with Asuka and Charlotte, her and Charlotte finally got it together at Money in the Bank 2021. Then they put the title on Charlotte. Nikki Ash cast in. Charlotte got it back. Shit was weird. Like, it was just a really weird time for Rhea. She wasn't where she needed to be, and they finally got her to where she needs to be. So if y'all wanted her to be this superstar, and now they're building her to be a superstar, turning around and being like, oh, no, not this way. It's annoying. It's really annoying, and I'm kind of tired of talking about it. So I just want, you know, if y'all are going to let it play out for everything, extend some let it play out to Rhea, because I promise it's looking like she's she's about to face Raquel. Liv is right there, too. They got history. Becky Lynch is waiting in the wings. A, a, a TV match with Zoe Stark would be fire. Io Shirai got the briefcase. There's so many avenues that they can go through with Rhea Ripley. But beyond that, her just being around and being on TV, it draws. It draws. And, and it's interesting. So, yeah, I just I feel like the critique is uh, it's it's a little much. Rhea Ripley is on TV every week. Every single week, like like I would, I I have NXT on in the background. She was on NXT, then she's in the commercial for SummerSlam, then she's in the commercial for Raw. I'm. It's like, what are we talking about? Rhea Ripley's on. Rhea Ripley is on TV every week. People like, what are you? Okay, so she didn't. She doesn't hit the riptide every week. Neither does Roman. Like, I feel like that's almost like. It's like it's like it's like you want to be progressive and you want better, so you want the women to wrestle more. But it's like you're actually like holding them back and be like, no, but they have to wrestle every week. It's like, no, they don't. No one, no champion wrestles every week. What, what are you talking about? Like, the yeah. whole point is that you're the attraction. If you think, re, don't Judgment Day is like the whole storyline of Raw. Will they stay together? Will they not? Like, she's involved in the main men's storyline. Like, she's involved in the A storyline. Like I think you're you're like thinking too narrow because like yeah she's not facing you know Nikki Cross every week you're right because she's in a match with you know Kevin Owens like she's she's doing other things people like yeah. let's 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 broaden our horizons like she's in there with Seth Rollins bro. Yeah, bro she was she was putting Chad Gable through a table dog like she's she's doing other things people like it's not like Rhea Ripley's just nowhere to be found like she's yeah. she has like the number one TikTok. Yeah. In all of WWE. Yeah. Like that's laughable to me. Like Rhea Ripley don't have enough. Like that's yeah. It's, that's it's, it's honestly like it's honestly doing her a disservice to call her the woman's Roman Reigns because exactly Roman's not on TV every week. Rhea is. She's there yes. every single week. Main segment, opening, closing, like her doing and Don, something. Like, yes. That's that's like that's crazy. That's like being like I don't know. Paul Heyman's just not on TV enough. They take enough bumps. It's like I don't yeah. think you understand what Paul Heyman does, dude. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's something that has frustrated me, and it's just like it's tough because wrestling fans they want everything immediately, and me, I've really grown into seeing things through, and yeah. most of the time, seeing things through it works out in our favor. Like you can say, yo, they built a long-term story and it worked. So that's what I want to see with Rhea because we know she's going to get a long reign. They're not going to put this on her and get it off her immediately. She's not getting cashed in on. She's not, she's not like, let's, let's just keep it above. She's not getting cashed in on. It's not who, who is going to put Rhea 
in a position where she's vulnerable enough to be cashed in on, even with her match with Raquel. I I I don't I don't see it. Like I I I really don't see it. They are you know you know, you know it's either going to be Oscar or it's going to be the person who has been cast on the most time, Charlotte Flair. Everybody yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. That's how that game goes. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I really want to see people be a little more patient with that because I think they're, they're doing something great. They're doing something unprecedented. This is the first time they've really had a woman as immersed with the men since China. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, that's what I was saying. Like Beth was kind of immersed with men, but not really. She was not still, true. she was still very present with the women. Rhea is majority immersed with the men, yeah. and the way I saw it happening was like either Raquel or Becky running up on her, like, "Yo, do you think you're too good for the women's division? Like, you have the women's title. Like, we're like, we're gonna come see you." But they've made it work to where she cooks Natalia starts violating her after the match, then Raquel and Liv run out. And now she's got a storyline with the women's tag team champions that elevates the women's tag titles because they're involved with the women's world champion. And people have, you know, talked down on the women's tag titles for a while, understandably. But it's like, she could cost them in their next match with Chelsea and Sonya. And then it's like, Raquel and Liv have got to get it back in blood with Rhea. That's so many ways they can do it. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I just think people just got to be a little more patient with Rhea Ripley because she's Rhea Ripley, man. Like she was always destined for greatness and they finally really figured it out with her and it's money. So I, I, I can't wait to see it, but uh, yeah, you can get into yours. Um, You know, again, I'm, I got NXT on the background. It's perfect timing. Um, Mine's not a place of frustration. It's just a place of joy. Um, You know, my boys, my boys come into the main roster, man. You know, Creed Brothers, uh, you know, of course, sad they lost their match, you know, against the schism. Uh, so, leaving next team. But, you know, I'm just so excited for the Creed Brothers to come back um, to the main roster. And I come back to get called up to the main roster. I've said since the beginning, I remember the first time watching the Creed Brothers wrestle, just being like, they are so fire, dude. Like, uh, Julius Creed, Burgess Creed, um, both just freak athletes. I think, again, the as I said when they first had view, we don't have a good pair of brothers, a good pair of real relatives who just like to fight. And I think not centrally the Hardys have we had that growing up. We had the Dudleys, the Hardys, Edge and Christian. I also thought were brothers, but they're not. Um, so I'm just excited to have another brother tag team in here. Excited to have you know some young faces. I definitely think that like they could be on like a really hot trajectory when they hit the main roster. Like I think they'll probably wait till after SummerSlam. But I could definitely see a scenario that, like, once those tag belts get split up or whatever they do with that, the Creed brothers are immediately in the title picture. Like, I just think there there's so many potential matches with people like the Street Profits, um, the Usos, like, just that that type of athleticism we don't really have in the tag division right now. Like, we have some great tag teams. And you have Montez Ford. But, like, Julius Creed and Bruce Creed are just some big boys, dude. And I think they move a little bit, you know, better than someone like the Viking Raiders. So I just, I just think there's a really good opportunity for them to make a good spot. So we're looking forward to what the Creed brothers do on the main roster. Would you rather see them on SmackDown or Raw? The Creed brothers are SmackDown coded. I don't know why, but they just feel SmackDown to me. I think it would honestly be more fun with them on Raw because I feel like, you know, between Gunther. And having just that, like, kind of, 
I believe in wrestling sacredness. I think that could be a cool feud with Imperium. And then I think I which I really I think Seth Rollins could get so much out of them. I think like a Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn could get so much out of the Creed brothers. Because I think Julius and Bruce are both kind of funny. They're just like don't have a lot of experience, but they both have personality when they talk. And like I think better opportunity and let them like slower builders on SmackDown, I feel like they would just have to immediately face the Street Profits. Like, yeah. in my mind, like, I feel like they'd be paired up with, like, you know, I could see that I, like, a segment with, like, Alpha Academy and the Creed Brothers with, like, you know, Chad Gable trying to teach Julius how to wrestle, like, or Brutus how to do something would be incredible. Like, I just think Raw would be so fun for them, but I don't know. I, I just think whatever it is, I want them to be I don't think they should be paired with someone. Like, I don't think they like how pretty deadly are kind of working with Austin theory. I feel like the Creed brothers kind of just stand on their own. I think they're kind of their own unit and maybe they can add people like to the diamond mine or whatever, but I don't think they should be like Seth heavies. I don't, I I don't, I don't want to see that. I feel like SmackDown has their tag division figured out. You got pretty deadly. You got street profits. You got the good brothers. You got hit row. I'm trying to think, Oh, brawling brutes. Like you have a lot of teams on SmackDown. Raw, you really have Imperium, Alpha Academy, Viking Raiders. I think Creed Brothers would add a lot there. Mm-hmm. I think there could be a situation where it's like they come up and Maxine turns on Alpha Academy and starts rocking with the Creed Brothers. I can see that. And that would be fine. Yeah, them getting a manager, I'd be cool with. Like, Especially would, someone who's over like Maxine. Yeah, like I, I think I would just love to see them mix it up with Alpha Academy, but I think you throw in that wrinkle, and that's an even bigger rub for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I mean they're fantastic. I I love them. I can't wait to see them on the main roster. They're, they're the it's funny. Team. I'm sorry. Just now that you mentioned the Alpha Academy thing, it's just so funny how like Brutus is really just like yeah. What if Otis was like a really good athlete and like Julius is just like yeah what if Chad Gable was like 6'4 like it's basically like what they turned both of them into so it, it would just be funny to see the vibes it's like yeah dude like that's that's the apex Chad Gable if Chad Gable was just a taller he would be a dog like Julius Creek like yeah. he'd be an animal and if Otis was just like a little bit better of an athlete and like more in shape he would be like Brutus it'd be so imposing but like, interesting. Uh, a dream triple threat tag match is, for me is Alpha Academy versus Creed Bros versus Chase U. Like that would oh, be man. that would be some heat. The technique, all, all like <laughs> collegiate type of factions, kind of trying to like you could almost turn it into like college warfare. Like imagine yeah. like Alpha Academy is like the Ivy League, and then Chase U is like Rutgers, and then Creed Bros are like. One of those D one soup like like Alabama like yeah like, like Cornell cool. C- Cornell versus Rutgers versus Alabama <laughs> will be Chase U versus Creed Bros versus Alpha Academy and that'll be some heat like that'll be fire so fire I can't wait for Chase U to come up but yeah I definitely feel you on the Creed Bros I want to get into my free ride I want to ask you about a a a long running mid card champion we've we've talked ad nauseum about Gunther he's doing a fantastic job but. The world has mostly turned sour on Austin Theory. How do you feel about Austin Theory, and what would you like to see happen to that U.S. title? Who would you want to see it on? I I fear 
and it's not it's not as bad as Karen Cross. I Karen Cross needs to like really go find Adam Cole and beat his ass. Because the damage that Adam Cole did to Karen Cross's reputation, like I don't know if he'll ever recover from that, bro. But on a lighter level, John Cena really set Austin Theory back because there was some moment where I remember saying, like, it was a really cool interaction where you they were backstage and Austin was like, Yeah, I'm the next you. And I was like, ooh, that's an interesting character for Austin. But then when they got in that ring, boy, and he stood toe-to-toe with John Cena, man. Just looked small. He just did not have it, bro. He just cooked him. He's like, yeah, when I'm gone, you got to stand by yourself. And it's just, I don't think he's ever been able to figure that out. He's never been able to take that momentum of any of these matches and do anything with it. And I don't know if it's... The character, the look, I I think what it is is that he just needs to be with somebody. Like, I'm not saying he will never be a single star, but he needs to be with the way. He needs to be with Johnny Gargano. He needs to be with a manager and a specific kind of manager. Like, he, he needs to be with a manager who can, like, talk for him and, like, get comedy and, like, personality out of him. Because yeah. he has it, he just for whatever reason cannot translate it. He doesn't execute it well. Yeah, and it's all. like he has okay moves. I I've always said the finisher to me feels a bit light. I feel like the finisher, it's like you're so big and strong, and it looks so kind of like small when it's he does terrible. it. It's terrible. Yeah, I I I've always never liked the finisher, but he just needs he needs he's just not right now ready to be on the own. It reminds me of almost like um when Drew first came back like like not like first came back when he was cool yeah and they paired him with they had a pair him with Dolph yeah and then then you saw when he was you're like okay I'm starting to see it now best because Dolph did a lot of the talking at first yeah. and then Drew eventually you saw the wrestling you saw the yeah. kip-ups yeah. and Drew then, was a killer Drew was the killer yeah. Exactly. He, really, he didn't have, and when he did get talking segments it was awkward it was like yeah. nah like you still you still need to blossom Yes, but eventually he did. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying this is kaputs for theory, but it's just like I think he needs a mentor or something to kind of help stabilize him, and then he can jump off from there. Because you watch him wrestle, he can, of course, go. Like he's a he's a good wrestler. He just he just needs a little bit more seasoning. And I think part of it was like you come up during that COVID, you know, pandemic Thunderdome era, bro. It, it, it's 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 not easy. It's that I'm sure that set him back a little bit too, but. You know, he he just needs a little bit more cooking. And I do think, though, having him face different people on SmackDown is good because yeah. the first thing they had to do was have him stop wrestling Bobby Lashley. It, it was getting too much, bro. Yeah, it was it was getting crazy. So I think having new opponents, whether it be, you know, LWO, L.A. Knight, the Brawley Brutes, whatever, it just freshens him up, makes him look good, makes him look different, you know. But I definitely think he needs to join some sort of faction with the belt or without the belt. I think he, even if it's pretty deadly, like have that be a funny thing that they just kind of are wrestling, but he pretty deadly trying to teach him to dress or some shit. I don't know. Like give him something, but I, I definitely think he needs a a, a person, you know, a little soft reset. Sure, sure. What's your free ride, brother? So it's funny. Mine's also about the mid card, and mine's something I <laughs> thought, but then I also saw on Twitter. So I guess other people think it too. So obviously, Gunther's probably not gonna lose for quite some time, but when he does, um. Do you think that the do you think that Imperium will turn on him? Or do you think he will lose in some other type of like honorable way? 
because I, I go back and forth of like whenever this IC thing ends and they want him to get to the main roster, how are they going to do that? Because I think whoever beats Gunther at this point will be it'll be a massive thing. So that is, in itself will be a storyline. And so it's like, I wonder how they execute that. Or I mean, there's a lot of ways they could do it, but just what they decide, like, are they going to use, you know, are they going to let like Gargano be Gunther and then that builds Gargano to do something with the IC title? Or is it something where it's like, oh, you know, he loses to Sheamus finally because Lou returns on him, but he still looks strong and wins the Royal Rumble. Like, what do you think? Do you think it'll be more of a, you know, implosion from within? Or do you think he would just give someone the rub and then just, you know, get catapulted? It's tough because I think they planted seeds on Monday with, yeah. um, with, with with Vinci losing and then Ludwig and Gunther looking at him a certain way. I think it's t- <sighs> so... I feel like in Vince booking, Gunther would lose the title in a multi-man match without being pinned. Hundred percent. So when he steps up to a world champion, it it's like, oh well, you didn't like you, you're still Gunther. You just in, lost. Someone else got pinned to lose a title. In Vince booking, Big Show or Kane would have been even here. <laughs> Slam. Absolutely, one of them would have been in the Star match eating Absolutely. that pin cup SummerSlam. I promise you that, brother. With H booking, I feel like H, when he does have Gunther lose, it's going to be a big thing. But then it's like, and I trust H to be able to rebuild Gunther to be like, all right, you finally got pinned for the Intercontinental title, but you still look like a worthy world heavyweight champ. And it's Gunther also. So I I feel like even if and when he loses the Intercontinental title, we'll see him go after a world champion and we'll still be like, oh, like it's lit. Like, like we're oh, not yeah. we're not we're not gonna hold that against him. So I'm really interested in how they have it happen. I mean, I think my bias, I would love to see Drew do it. I don't think Drew will do it, but I would love to see it. So it's like if it's similar to fucking I think back when Lashley was WWE champion and Drew was getting rematch after rematch, it was like, if not Drew, then who? Who is going to beat Gunther for this IC title? I thought there was a chance Riddle could have done it. It didn't happen. Drew is the... In terms of, like, WWE power rankings, Drew will be the strongest opponent Gunther has seen for the Intercontinental title. And just the... But... They made Drew look a little too strong. Like when he came back at Money in the Bank and Claymore him, and you know when you hold that title up, that, that that's an omen. You're not you're not actually gonna win it. Yep. So I don't know how they do it. I really thought Sheamus would get a third match and and he would figure it out. They're both on different shows now. So I feel like with given how Triple H wants to do it. He's going to build up someone else by having them beat Gunther, and he's going to find a way to make Gunther a viable contender for a world championship. Would I love to see Gunther win a Royal Rumble? Absolutely. However, I have an agenda to push, and I think Cody Rhodes is going to win back-to-back Royal Rumbles. You could always have Gunther win an Elimination Chamber, though. Yeah. You, that, that's that's something you could always do, and I think... Oh, yeah. I I I think that's a really strong possibility for this year. I think Cody wins, goes to SmackDown to see... Roman, Gunther wins and faces whoever the world champion is, whether that's Finn, whether that's Damian, whether it's still Seth. I think you have Gunther win an Elimination Chamber match. I, I don't know if Gunther's Royal Rumble win is coming just yet, but I do think when he loses the IC title, you, you should make it a moment for whoever's going to pin him. Similar to how 
whoever pins Roman, which I think will be Cody, make it a moment. Similar to whoever pins Rhea, make it a moment. Like that's that's what you want to do. You want to build someone else up. And I, Rhea's not going to lose anything when she gets pinned. Roman, yeah, he got pinned by Jay, but when he gets pinned for the title, even then, I still don't think he's going to really, he's not going to be looked at as weak. Like th- 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 these are people who have literally not lost. It's different if you're a champion and you lose a lot of singles matches on TV, which like Vince was doing that with Big E. So it yeah. was like, like that's why people were upset about the reign. It was like, it wasn't a good reign because yeah, he held the title for like four months, but he lost a lot of matches. And then he he got pinned. He got pinned in the multi-man match. Like someone else didn't get pinned. Big E got pinned. Granted, it was Brock, but he got pinned. So you got to be very careful about how you do these things. But I think H, I, I trust H to do it in a way where it's honorable and Gunther can wake up next week, be like, yo, I want to see the world champion, and it's fine. It's interesting you were saying that. I don't know why, but I kind of thought it'd be cool if Santos got it off Gunther. Like, it'd be cool if they built up Santos to that point in LWO, where like he he got that one off Gunther. I thought that'd be that'd be a nice moment. But I was also thinking about what you said about Damian Priest. You're like, if Gunther faces Damian Priest for the World Heavyweight Championship. And I, I am a big fan of Damian. That's that's a lie. I'm a fan of Damian Priest. He's grown on me. But if they have him face Gunther at any PLE for that World Heavyweight Championship, I'll pray for that man because he's about to get embarrassed, bro. Like Finn, fire match. Seth Rollins probably put on classic. I don't know if Damian Priest. I don't know if Punishment Martinez is ready for that Gunther smoke, bro. That's two big boys, bro. And it'll I don't. Be, it'll be interesting because Damian's move set is geared towards people smaller than smaller him. than him. That's he what I'm saying. That's the razor's edge. He does the South of Heaven. That could work, bro. Like can't... even that, even the clap thing. He's like, t- Guther might be tall as him. Like, it will be interesting to see how. I don't know. Damian's move set gets off of his Guther because them chops with that with them leather fishnet on, bro. That's gonna hurt, man. Yeah. And Damien wants that match too, per our interview. A small plug, you know. I interviewed Damien Priest, LA Knight, talked to Damien about facing Gunther. He wants that match. And they've done it on house shows. He seemed really positive about it. But like, it's hard for me to envision it because I haven't seen it. So I would need to see them mix it up in like a tag team match before I really believe they could give us what a Finn Gunther or a Seth Gunther could give us in a one on one match. Or a triple threat. Give me both. Get nasty with it. Get nasty with it. Yeah. Honestly, for like a a WrestleMania night two, like opening show or like mid show match, Gunther v Finn v Rollins, I don't hate it. The the World Heavyweight Championship picture for WrestleMania is so intriguing because while I do feel like Seth is going to get a substantial reign. I don't think he's going to hold it to WrestleMania. No, I feel like that's hot potato. So I don't know what that's going to look like. Similar to how I don't, I don't really know what the women's championship matches are going to look like. We know Roman and Cody's happening again. Uh, Everything else that we have to figure out, the IC title, you also got to figure out because if Gunther's in a world title match, you got to assume he's not having the IC title. Yes. Like there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And we'll, we'll, we'll know closer to the show, but Thinking about it now, I feel like last year some of these matches were a bit predictable. Yeah. Um, like who like, wins the women's Royal Rumble? That's Bianca? a good question. That's Gotta a good be, question, right? Again, because it's yeah. like every because it's like EO has the money in the bank, 
Bree is a champion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think while, while a lot of people would love to see Liv do it, I don't I I, no. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. And, no. and and I love Liv and she's stepped up huge. Yeah. But but I think I think we're gonna see a a repeat winner, whether that's Bianca, whether it's Becky. I don't think it'll be Becky though. Like I, I, I really yeah, feel I like, feel like Becky doesn't need it at all. I, um, I really feel like it's Bianca's to lose, and this is early. It's really early to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just, it just, you just said it. I was like, yeah, it is. The picture is pretty open. It's interesting. Obviously, that's probably what having more belts does. Um, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, which is which is interesting. Like, yeah, things are pretty open. Yeah, a lot of different ways. But that's our free write. Uh, we're going to get into our rewrite. So being that it's summertime, SummerSlam is coming up, and there have been a lot of wrestlers with some very big summers in the in WWE history. We're going to rewrite some of those wrestlers' big summers. I'm going to let Chan start at first. I'm not surprised at who he picked. So let's see what he does here. I'm kind of terrified, so take it away. Um, sometimes, you know, we we write stories here on this podcast. Sometimes I just give, you know, evidence. Um, so this is actually, I found, I've, I found this on the black market. This is actually what was supposed to happen with the fiend. Um, so this is before the actual script got changed. So as you can imagine, most of it is the same until we get to hell in a cell, the seat of the crime. Um, as you, many of you recall, there was a interesting choice. I feel like this is the first year they did like the red light Hell in a Cell too, wasn't it? I want I want to say this is when they did the lights in the match. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like, it's like Hell in a they, Cell. They started doing the red cell in like twenty. Yeah, the cell 20, itself was red, but, but they were but the, the lights, lights. The lights came with the fiend. The fiend. Yeah. First and foremost, cashing that. That's not happening. Like it was a cool idea. And WWE has tried some cool stuff with the lights and the new digital stuff. Some of it works, some of it doesn't catch in that. Secondly, we are putting, and this is something that, like, I think, I don't know if it's a Bray Wyatt thing or, like, if it's just the how they wrote the match, but, like, we are definitely keeping the pace up. I think what happened with this match, I don't know, rewatch, is it, like, the Fiends matches are slow because Bray Wyatt matches are slow. But I feel like this match in particular really dragged on. And they tried to have a lot of psychology to it. And so I think what well, I think they misinterpreted, I think what Bray Wyatt misinterpreted in WWE in general is that people thought that like I think they thought that people cared about what the theme was, the thing, the fiend was like saying and shit, or like what his mentality was. People just thought the fiend looks cool, bro. The fiend just looks cool. He's a big scary monster. Like, I don't really know the psychology of the fiend. I just want to see him hurt people, hurt heal. And so we pick up the pace. Once we get to the point where which the fiend is buried on the chairs, as we all expected him to do, he rises up like, you know, a monster from the crypt, grabs Seth Rollins by the neck. Seth Rollins finally realizes he can be stopped, drops to his own knees, opening himself up for the kill shot, which Ray Wyatt then lands and then chokes out. What's important to know is that this is writing Seth off TV um, because later it will be important. So after that uh, match, Bray Wyatt is now Universal Champion. Um, he has a match with Daniel Bryan um, at night of, I mean, at Saudi, what's it called? What's a Saudi, it's next Saudi show. Um, uh, 
So they did the first match with Brian was at Survivor Series. No, this is this is technically the second match with Seth Rollins where he wins the Universal Title. Oh, that was at Crown already, Jewel. Crown Jewel, that's what Crown, yeah, Crown that. Jewel, yeah. Yep, Crown Jewel. So at Crown Jewel now he faces Brian, Daniel Bryan for the first time. But um while the match is going on, John Cena's music starts playing. And the fiend like kind of freaks out. He's like, what the fuck is that? Um Daniel Bryan still loses the match. But the fiend is like kind of on notice. Um, then at their second match, the strap match, um, what's which Bella twin is Daniel Bryan married to? Bree. He like during the build up to the match, him and Bree are talking about like, oh, thanks for that favor you did me, Crown Jewel it didn't work, but you know I really appreciate that. Da 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 da. Um, and then there's like. Daniel Bryan, you see him in these backstage videos, he's like on the phone. He's just like, yeah, man, I'm trying, like, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to get it done, da 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 Then come the strap match, we again hear John Cena's music, and this time the Titan Tron turns off. So we do, we hear things about John Cena. The Fiend makes an example of um, Daniel Bryan this time, choking him out while staring at the Titan Tron looking at John Cena. On SmackDown, Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt invites John Cena to SmackDown next week. The following week, John Cena shows up. You know, he faces Bray and he's like, you know, you're supposed to be this big guy, you know, but I took you down in like 38 seconds. You're not really a threat to me. Um, And Bray Wyatt is incensed by this taunting. He's like, you know, I have to make up for this wrong. I have to show people I'm still worthy. So before Superstar Showdown, Bray is like, you've never won the Universal title. Let's go do an Australia, me versus you contract signing. Um, at the contract signing, it's just John Cena in the center of the ring. He seems like confused. He's like, you know, where is Bray at? I thought we were signing this thing. Lights go out, blackout. Lights come back on. The Fiend's there. John Cena's knocked out. And then the Fiend signs in blood and then disappears again. John Cena then gets up, um, looks at the contract, smiles, walks off stage. Lights cut out. Um, at Superstar Showdown, the Fiend comes to the ring. Is waiting for John Cena. Video call from John Cena. He's like, "Oh, sorry, you know, I got hurt. I couldn't compete in the match anymore, but I do have someone in my stead." Boom! Goldberg's music hits. Goldberg comes out, signs the contract, goes to the ring, faces the Fiend. Spear. One, two, three. Goldberg wins the Universal Title. Um, this is the time where he was going to go on to face Roman, but that ended up not happening and Braun stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but now Bray Wyatt is completely unhinged. He starts destroying the set on Tuesday. He's like, I need John Cena, Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania, make it happen. So now we're back in our regular timeline and Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, defeats John Cena at WrestleMania, the Firefly Funhouse match. So the storyline was basically the same. We just fixed that Hell in a Cell debacle. And I also feel like injecting more John Cena into the Legend Killer thing, I think, really fulfills the story. Because I feel like part of, like, the issue with The the Fiend also was that, like, the Firefly Funhouse was, like, the best part of what he did. And it was really hard to ever get back to that level, especially with the cinematic stuff. So I think, like, injecting more John Cena the long way kind of just, like, makes it more interesting longer. So that's my rewrite. I love that. I'm not surprised, but uh, it's it was cool. It was, it was cool and a, a, a more interesting story than what they did with the Fiend. No. I was yeah, it was very it was much more low key after my last one. Yeah, 
Mine, mine's gonna be real quick. I'm doing Bobby Lashley's 2021. If y'all, don't, if y'all recall, the Miz cashes in on Drew McIntyre at Elimination Chamber. Bobby Lashley beats him for the WWE title. A couple weeks later, Bobby Lashley faces Drew McIntyre, defending his WWE Championship at WrestleMania 37. The first show in front of fans. We all thought Drew was gonna win it. Back in front of fans would be a big moment. Does not happen. Bobby Lashley retains. But what also happened at WrestleMania 37? Omos and AJ Styles win the tag the Raw Tag Team Championships. So MVP starts talking to Omos early in 2021. He's like, yo, you know, you're this big Colossus Nigerian giant. I got Bobby Lashley. I have you by my side. I also bring in AJ. Like we're we're unstoppable. So it's AJ, Bobby, and Omos kind of talking. And then it's Drew trying to get the title back. They have the triple threat, Drew Braun. But then Bobby starts mixing up with the New Day. So we get a six-man tag team match. Winner take all. At um uh that would be money in the bank. That because Bobby had the Hell in a Cell match with Xavier on Raw the day after Hell in a Cell. So they build to a win- winner's take all match at Money in the Bank. Drew McIntyre, New Day versus Bobby Lashley. Omos and AJ Styles. They win that match. Bobby Lashley pins um, Xavier Woods. So Drew is still fiending for the title. So Drew wants to get a rematch at SummerSlam. But Goldberg comes out. He's like, nah, like, like this guy. Like, I, I want I want this guy. We got beef. I need that. So we get a triple threat match at SummerSlam 2021. Goldberg, Drew, and Bobby. Goldberg and Drew got beef because Drew whoop Goldberg's ass at Royal Rumble 2021. So they're kind of mixing it up. They whoop each other's asses. Bobby ends up pinning Goldberg. So Drew's not involved in the finish. Even after losing his his no, I'll, wait. Bobby and Drew had a hell in a cell match too. I'm tripping. So yeah. So so Drew lost multiple matches, but Drew still wants Drew's like, nah, like I I, I need a true uh, I need a true match against you. So they run back the triple threat again, but it's no holds barred. At Crown Jewel, Goldberg, Drew, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre ends up winning the title. Truthfully, I just want to get the title off Bobby Lashley way earlier than it than it happened. Um, fuck that nigga. So, yeah. oh Franklin Roberto yeah, Lashley, like, and you know Biggie had the money in the bank. Biggie holds it a little longer. He uh, he ends up cashing in on Drew uh, at the Royal Rumble 2020, 2022. Um, so then Drew and Big E is the feud for WrestleMania 38. And then Roman and Brock is just for the universal title. But mm-hmm. yeah, in all honesty, I, I know niggas love the suits. I, I know niggas lo- loved all these aspects of Bobby Lashley's reign. If you really ask niggas, give me, give me a four-star match for Bobby Lashley's WWE title reign. That wasn't with Drew. They couldn't give you one. They really couldn't. Bobby Lashley's with a vibe, bro. He's not. He's not a. He's not a. He's not a wrestler. He's a vibe, bro. You just. You just gotta get into it. We we we're not here for vibes. We're here for work no rate. Bobby. We're here for work rate and niggas who can actually promo. He just looks like a wrestler. That's always been Bobby Lashley's thing, and it's just like there's part of your brain that if you're not actively thinking hard about it, you just see him and you're like, I should like him. 
This is he just you, looks very strong. You love Bray Wyatt so much, kid, because you love vibes. You just you, I'm you, in for the vibe. You a vibey ass nigga. I'm just in. I'm just in for the vibe, dude. Just Bobby Lashley's so fun, and he, he also just tries so hard. He just is so bad. I'm tired of you. But he is. He can't talk. I mean, Bobby Lashley can't talk. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take at this point, but he needs to get back with MVP. Like it's the the bread was just it was just it was just more fire when he was MVP. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the mission with that rewrite is, hey man, but Bobby got his title win. That's cool, fantastic. Everyone who got saw it. it, happy for y'all. Yeah, I wanted for him for a while. We didn't need that. We didn't need that reign to be as long as it was. And granted, it really it was what he won it in March and he lost it in September. So like almost six months. Yeah, which, yeah, that's six months. Yeah, which uh, I I actually gave him a longer reign because he lost it at Crown Jewel, which was in hmm. November. So I gave him a longer reign, but we we still don't really need that. We don't need that. So get that shit up, Bobby. Give it back to Drew because that's the nigga who deserved it. So that is our show, Rewriters Room. We were uh, without CC, but we held it down. CC, hope all is well. You know, duty called. But um, for Chan, for Armand, of course, make sure that you tap into the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the A Show RNC for early access to the A Show War Report, access to spot callers, access to our Discord. We have a lot of fun in the Discord. And um, yeah, for um, for the for the men with the pen, I just want y'all to enjoy yourselves, and we will be back with y'all very soon. Hopefully, a full trio. Can't promise that, but you know, we'll we'll see when we see. Until then, have a good night. Love y'all.